Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hello everyone, welcome to the next exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. With this week over, iTenchiMuyo is officially halfway over. Are you all caught up? To help you keep up to speed this week, Pi. I'm back, baby. Manga Man. Puri puru, puri puru. Nil. 24-hour room service must be one of the premier achievements of modern civilization. And Yoku. Accessorize. Now that is the key to success. The age-old question. Favorite moments, least favorite moments, and why? I'm actually going to go with the recent last episode, episode 23 of uh, Hachiko. Uh, she's really grown on me within the uh, school activities. Her character just in general has been really starting to warm up on me. The, you know, the whole the, the story arc within that. Of course, the, you know, Tenchi's uh, dra- drag performance as well. I can't really say much on the what episodes of the show that I can honestly say that's not really a downer for me. Every, every episode so far, is it's just too hard to pick which one is a good one for this week. I think this one has the most favorite ones in out of the recent week's episodes that I've enjoyed so much. So that's, that's my two cents. That is an age-old question indeed. My favorite moments for this one... I'd have to say I did giggle <laughs> a bit at Hana's reaction to Tenchi and going so far as to, I don't know if that was a light novel or a doujin that she gave him, but good lord, girl, you do work fast. As for least favorite moments, I, I got to still question the validity of these damn recap episodes. I mean... I am a busy person, but I can find time out of my day to watch a four-minute episode. You know, I don't think people are too busy are too busy that they can't spare five minutes to watch something. I think just on sheer principle of the thing, my favorite of the entire series of events this week had to be Hana showing up at Tenchi's doorstep, having speed written and speed drawn a series of doujins, some sort of fan fiction about her and Femchi and their adventures, obviously implied in a romantic Yuri sense. Uh, You know, basically, if the internet wasn't going to do it, she was going to do it for them. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see if the internet picks up the slack on that one and starts writing some Hana X Femchi fan fiction, much to surely his displeasure as we saw the look of absolute horror on his face when Ryoko and Aieka were peeking at one of the doujins that she made. And I just loved that, you know, it was... It was sort of a subtle, multi-tiered reference. There's the obvious reference of how the internet and fans in general will take something kind of outrageous like that and transform it into this big deal. And in Hana's case, she's like, I'm going to make so many of these and there's going to be ones for everybody and I can't wait to share it with everybody, These this story between the, me and a, <laughs> a female version of you. Uh, but also, you know, referencing the doujin market, you know, unofficial 
but still produced works that are done by artists who are very passionate. Some, in, in a lot of cases, not even directly related to the production of something. They just like a show and they create a fan comic for it and then they sell it at things like Comicette. You do get the occasional creator, though, somebody who is involved with the making of a show. And in Tenchi's case, we, it's a very notable uh, exception to the rule, Masaki Kajishima. He, one of his main ways of yearly production is to do four doujins a year. So I'd like to think that it's not just a wink and a nudge to, you know, Comicette and people who do comics in general and the, the doujins, but specifically to Kajishima, as that is what he does outside of whenever he does an animated work. He does doujins, and that's his, that's his thing. So I'd like to imagine that that was kind of Nagishi's wink, wink, nudge, nudge towards, hey, Kajishima, you know, I, I, know, you're, I know you're there, man. Least favorite moment? You can't say that exists this week. It was just another firecracker, fireworks of uh, just, you know, things moving forward, whether it be the intricate plot of fan fiction being written in less than a day or the start of the, you know, next major competition for this school with the races and whatever is going to come from this, you know, Olympic style event that they're going to be holding where, you know, the classes are competing against each other. Highest score takes all, including Tenchi for a day. I can't think of a single thing to really bitch about, honestly. Like, I've, I've made my piece with the recap episodes weeks ago, and I find it interesting that people still take issue. I do, I, I'm, I, not everybody's got their personal taste, and I don't, you know, I don't think Mangamon should feel any differently for how he does, but in my, in my view, the way I see it is this. There are still people out there who see the show as an episodic thing where every four-minute episode should be seen as its own separate entity and it contains no interconnected plot, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I think the fact that this show is splintered into four-minute episodes is still messing with people's heads and their perception of what's going on in this show. The recap episode is practically necessary to say, uh, guys, there is a story going on. For those of us who feel it's unnecessary, it's practically because we know what happened. We paid attention. But there are still people out there to this episode who I'm seeing commenting saying that they don't believe that there's actually anything going on there. There's no plot. There's no interconnection. Uh, there is. You're just not watching it. So I, I, can't, I can't fault them because even though they're not there for me, they're there for somebody out there. So I, I can't really fault their existence all that much. Favorite moments? I kind of lost count because there's so bloody many of them. Uh, the beauty pageant where you have all the girls uh, walk walk out in different costumes. Each one of them a reference to some kind of genre, whether it be high school or otherwise. Tenshi and drag, again, we haven't seen that since Universe Episode 21. Jeez, my brain. Hana's doujins and fan fiction, that hits hits me straight where my, where my home is, right, right where my heart is. The steeplechase episode where you had Hachiko fighting Goriki again, but this time actually ste stepping up. We have character development. Those of you who do not believe that there's that there's a continuing plot here, look at episode 24 and tell me that there was not character development in that episode. Please, please, be, feel free to contradict me. Also, merchandising. Merchandising! Merchandising! Where the real money from the movie is made. Are we going to see Tenshi plushies anytime soon? Uh, please, please, I want one on my desk. I do. I teach university. I need something to, to keep me occupied and to make my students look at me weird. The references to the red oni and blue oni at the front, front of the school. This thing is chock full of delightful, delightful things. Now, what could be my least favorite? Well, I'm, I do have a least favorite. 
my least favorite today is going to be seeing Tenshi not in drag. That I can live with that. We've seen that before. And he cause, was kind of blushing, going, oh, God, why am I doing this again? But there was also the moment when Hana was uh, thinking about Tenshi, and you see him suddenly wrapped up in a ribbon, Sailor Moon style, and then pops out in a cheerleader uniform. I need some brain bleach now. <laughs> uh, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious, but that's that, that that is actually the lowest point in the show. The rest of it is it is hilarious. It's fun. Even even that moment is is a hilarity in itself. But that's I guess that's the lowest thing I can say is that one that one fun that one funny gag is the least my least favorite moment of the, of the entire bunch. I still liked it though. My favorite moment. I mean, in general, I think the beauty contest episode was very good, mainly because. They made a reference to over 9,000. It, it feels funny coming from the fact that, you know, Western fandom created over 9,000. But the fact that it has been seen and it's actually a thing that happened. And I mean, one could say that they're also just referencing Dragon Ball Z in general. But it's kind of nice to see that. It's a fun little gag. Some people don't like it. Some people do. But I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It's very self-aware. The show is very self-aware of itself. The other thing that I liked was seeing uh, Benny who from the very beginning was the character that I kind of zoomed in on as my favorite. I'm always I'm always up for that type of female character. And uh, she was wearing a Gakuren, or uh, as many may know it, as a Boncho. And for the rest of you who don't know what either of those things are, just look to the main character uh, who has pretty much symbolized that uniform in the form of Jotaro Kujo from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3. Like, I, as soon as I saw that, immediately, you know, me and Crazed were just... You know, oh my god, we were beside ourselves seeing arguably our favorite character, our favorite of the new girls in the show, looking like one of our favorite characters in one of our favorite series. So that was, I would have to say that was probably my favorite, favorite moment. Because it was just, it was just nice to, it, it, it's just a little bit of fan service. Not that kind of fan service, but a different kind of fan service. Least favorite moment? I don't really know if I can say I have a least favorite moment. Um... One of the things that this this week did different than last week is last week, like, the entire week was an arc, for all intents and purposes. And it was very self-contained. This week, it feels like they're kind of starting the slow build a little bit. Like, there's obviously stuff happening, and there's, you know, Hachiko has more character development, which I thought was awesome. But we didn't see the end of, I guess you would say, all of the all of the questions. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... When you have a recap episode at the end, and then you're still slowly starting to build to it, I really hope that they get to the end of it by next week, uh, or unless they're going to introduce the big bad, uh, the big bad uh, character. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I was pretty. There wasn't really anything that I I thought was bad. There was nothing that I really thought of as a least favorite. I will say that seeing Tenchi pop up as a cheerleader was. I had to double take. It's like, is that really? Is that really Tenchi? But. Other than that, I mean, it was it was a pretty solid week. Now that we are halfway through the show, have your opinions on the show changed at all? If it was positively changed, what was the moment or moments that changed it? And if negative, what moment or moments changed it as well? It's really hard to say on that because, like I said, I there's so many things that gone through my head about the elements within this whole this whole thing. It's it's really hard to say on that. I don't mean to be a stick in the mud, but I'm kind of. My patience for the series is starting to grow a little bit thin. Like, I feel like we need a bit more. We need to amp up the story a bit more. Maybe more scenes 
of the feudal era. Maybe I'm just being impatient. I don't know. I feel that it's been a little dragging its feet right now. My opinion of the show, originally, episode one, you know, everybody was a little worried with the panty shot thing, but it was kind of just like a made, it was, it was a minor hurdle. The beginning, you know, the first two, three minutes of the show. It's okay. It's fine. Move forward a little bit. No sign of what's going to really happen there. Some some slight hints that things are going to build up, but everybody had their worries. Like, is this just going to be a typical school anime? I held I held my my hopes. So, you know, we haven't seen anybody yet, so let's let's just keep on going. As the show developed, we began to see that there was you know interweaving plot threads in the background, and something was happening with alternate versions of all of these characters. You know, we it's finally starting to come together. I've been enjoying this show since the beginning, but I was more cautious originally. Now, seeing all the references to all the different Tenchi things that they have pulled, uh, seeing the characters on the feudal era thing, all of them pretty much exactly like how you remember them. And even still, when they're you know when they're in the school universe as it is, the uh, you know they're they're all them they're all themselves they're all it's it's the girls that you remember they haven't left they haven't changed well they've changed but just just matured a little bit it's been five years but they're still the same people you remember it's it's, it's, it's okay I'm I'm pretty satisfied with the way things have gone it's been a fun show <laughs> pretty much nonstop for weeks now and uh, you know I've grown to appreciate the new girls I even like some of the new girls and think that they'd be interesting characters to add into the series proper uh, even though the jury's still out on whether this would continue or just be a one-off type deal you know the the potential for some of these characters and who knows maybe the others might get uh, more detailed character uh, peekins as the show progresses remember we're only 50% of the way through there's still plenty of time as funny as that is to say for a show that's what 150 minutes total uh, you know it's still plenty of time for us to meet all the others and you know have them be worth worthy additions to the the full-on crew I'm, I'm happy with the way the show has been and i'm just i'm just looking forward to seeing where it goes from here my opinion of this show has been positive fairly since pretty much the beginning of the show and it's pretty much stayed positive the whole way there's a there's good there's good action there's good comedy there we're getting character development in the new characters as well as well as some as well as occasionally Intenshi himself i am a little disheartened we haven't had a lot of a lot of uh, character development or use of the other gir- of the girls Ryoko Aika, Sasami and so on and Washu's nowhere to be fucking seen she's uh She's popped up a couple times, notably, but then she immediately fades back into the ether. We don't know where she went, uh, or if she's going to what essentially what part she's going to play in the end game of all of this. I do agree with Manga Man that I am a little. I do want to see the, all this stuff come to a head. I do see a lot of things that are starting to kind of kind of converge and hints at who may be maybe the good who may be, maybe the uh the end boss of all of this who might be the chief architect of all of it or at least a shadow of that but we have no concrete proof to anything all of this is still tons of speculation i do think especially with the thunderheads that are over this particular competition that the end game is not that far away Hell, ukon herself actually said in episode 23 i believe that she Will cert will shortly reveal all, and I'm thinking especially since this is now just hit about midway, 
we're finally going to start see, start seeing some stuff happen. We're going to start seeing things come together during this competition, especially since this competition is meant to actually uh, represent the Momotaro legend in, on, in some in some way. So, and that is, of course, what one of the main thrusts behind this series. So, while I've pretty much kept kept myself aloft as far as how much I like the show, there have been some great moments. Uh, there have been some lulls here and there, but. I'm still wait. I'm I'm still waiting for for the end game to happen too. I'm I, I even though I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, I'm waiting for the end game to happen. You know, Pi and Manga Man brought up two very interesting points that I'm. I know we have talked about both in after discussion as well as a little bit in podcasts. But Itenshi Muyo is a weird beast because on the one hand, I can understand why I can understand why you would. You know, start to be like, all right, wrap it up. Uh, but then you also have to look at it from the perspective of we only have, I think, if you cut off the openings and endings, we have somewhere close to like 110 minutes, or like an hour and 10 minutes of total of total content. Maybe maybe an hour at this point. That's you know we haven't you haven't even finished a full length movie by that point. And I think one of the things that might you know that might attribute to that is the fact that they're, you're getting one episode uh, a day for five days, but you're only getting one full episode a week. But because they're happening every day, people feel like, people psychologically feel like there's a lot happening, even though there's only three minutes of content. And you, you know, having to be cut off at the end of those three minutes and then waiting a weekend and doing it over and over. I can understand why for some people that would be like, you know, there's a lot going on, even though time-wise, there hasn't been. I can't fault anybody for feeling the way they are. And I mean, we're five weeks in. Is it wrong for me to tell people to still curb their expectations? That's hard to say. But I think that the show is building towards something, and there's only so much time to do that. You know, one of the things that we saw, that we've seen in the recap episodes, that we've seen throughout the thing, and that we talked about in the last podcast, was... They have, at the end of the day, this is an advertisement anime. The fact that it's done as much as it has is really outstanding. Like, it's really outstanding that it's been able to put in uh, so much good material, so much actual content, so much actual story, character development, so on and so forth. Even if ever so little. They could have, they could have, like I said, they could have went the complete Wayne's World route and just completely scrapped everything but the advertisement. Obviously, they didn't do that. But, ultimately, you, they, they have to get things in. Did I really want to see them go through the whole, uh, you know, spiel of doing different festival events? Not necessarily. But I also understand that part of these events, too, as we saw at, that Pi had noticed with the red and blue Oni, is, though, and they even said this was part of a legend, and Nil had actually talked about this, was they probably have a quota that they have to make for Takahashi City about Momotaro. They have to get in a certain amount of time for that. And the best way that they saw to do that was to take what they did and apply it in a way that would work in anime. What do, what do high school anime do all the time? They do events like that. They'll have an episode that's dedicated to a race or somebody winning or whatever. Or what have you. You know what I'm getting at. And then they're applying that to what they have to do with Momotaro, so it's interesting. And so far, I think they've done a fantastic job. As to, you know, the question itself, uh, you know, what has my opinion on the show changed? It has. It has been positively changed. And the exact moment where it changed, at least for me, was 
the I think it was episode seven when they the first time they go back to the feudal era, and we see Ryoko. Not only had, was that the first time that we had seen Ryoko and what people associate with Ryoko in fifteen years or even longer, but Ryoko didn't look weak. When Momo jumped in front of Tenchi, that was a last-ditch effort. Ryoko gets knocked back, but the thing that Ryoko does when she gets up is not get ganged up by Hachiko and Tori and Hana. It was, oh, this is funny. You think you can stand up to me, the great space pirate Ryoko? That's important. That's important because it shows that the characters aren't going to get treated the same way they did in OVA3 and GXP. They're going to be treated on the same level as the new girls and not... Look at me, I'm Irie. Slap, 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 fuck you. It was very much, they are equal to the new girls. They are still there. They are important. The new girls being on screen, that one scene showed me, and then again would show me when Benny and Ryoko were doing the competition of their own. Benny and Ryoko were toe-to-toe. They stood right next to each other, and that's important, because it means that Ryoko is respected as a character. She's not ever going to get put down below the new characters. And Benny, as a new character, is brought up to the level that Ryoko's at. Because you can't honestly, I mean, you can have your own preference, but as far as the show is concerned, Benny is now on toe, is on par with Ryoko. That brings her up as a character. That makes her important. So, that, but that moment in episode 7 was the one moment where... I was I could relax because I realized that no matter when the new girls showed or when the old girls showed up, they would never get put down. They would never be put below the new characters. They might not show up a lot, but there's a difference between being put in the limelight a lot and when you are put in the limelight being put below the new characters, and that never happens. And now we are going to discuss some of the things that you, the Tenchi fans, have sent in to us with hashtag #ItenchiTalkback. Nil. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week again where we get to talk about what you want to talk about instead of what we want to talk about. Isn't that nice? We uh, Every week we do this thing called iTenshi Talkback where you leave the comments and we will answer them. It's a nice little you know, call and response. Basically what you do, you leave a comment on any of our media over the week with the hashtag iTenshi Talkback so we know that you're... Uh, your comment wishes to be used potentially we can't use them all unfortunately but we will we'll eye over them and figure out which ones we want to use and talk about during each podcast we pick a few and we we talk about them this week we did not have a whole lot that didn't already coincide with what we were talking about here so uh, we're going to pull this one here from spencer reader who says i know keone makibi would never appear in this series but how do you all feel she would interact with the new girls? Could she work in this universe? And I know that this is a, uh, a very interesting topic, one that's definitely been on the minds of a lot of fans. Where is Kione Makibi, being that she was in a majority of the series output so far? Why is she not here? Especially knowing that Nagishi, his uh, directorial output had her in every single iteration that he had uh, been a part of. So it kind of makes you shrug your shoulders and go, well, where is she? Why, why is she not in here? Uh, especially with how there are references being dropped all over the place to pretty much everything else at this point. You know, where is her? She may still show up as a camo, but definitely... Definitely doesn't seem like she'll be a part of the the main cast because we've already kind of seen the main cast as it were. But we could still be surprised because as we saw, Asaka and Kamadake showed up, much to Pai's glee. 
there is still potential for Ryooki to make such an appearance, though as it stands right now within the current scope of the show, there really isn't much that she'd be able to do except stand there and be cute, which is she's really good at, but you know, the point still stands. There's just not a place for her in the story at the moment. She could still be there. Keone Makibi could show up still. Hell, any of them could show up. You, you could you could look to any of the characters who showed up in some of the extended versions, even the stuff from Akuta's manga, and say, hey, they have a chance of showing up just as much as anybody does, because this is a celebration of the franchise. One thing that we do have to note, though, is that her partner, Mahoshi, has had pretty much a bare minimal presence compared to all the other girls in the household, which is very interesting that she just sort of disappeared completely off the face of the earth in the school universe. Hope she didn't get buried in there. Definitely not going to be getting any food then. If there was somebody she'd be with, it would be with Mahoshi. We have no idea where she really is at the moment, so... It's up in the air. Don't really know where she is. How would she fit into this universe? I mean, the way I feel it, it's pretty much the way everybody else would be, you know, hanging around, providing some assistance to keep an eye on Tenshi. Maybe maybe she's uh, working with Washi. Maybe she'd be doing like how she did in Tenshi Muyo in Love, where Washi would call her and only her in for uh, assistance because she knows that Kione is a smart woman and one who uh, can get things done. Not not necessarily to say that the others couldn't get things done, but Kione gets it done in a professional manner, and she won't she won't ruin it like the other girls will off the spur of the moment passion type thing like Ryoko or uh, Ayaka might. So you know she could definitely do the angle of that and be sort of an agent of Washu somewhere, helping keep an eye on or help push something towards its logical conclusion that Washu wants it to happen. Uh, you know she could be. Uh, she could just show up as like a uh, an, another teacher one day, like how her and Mahoshi had done multiple times through the show. Show up as teachers or part of the school staff and keep an eye on things, uh, you know, just just to make sure that Tenshi wasn't getting himself into too much trouble. There's a bunch of different places that she could fit. You know, right now it's hard to say though because there's there's really not a space for her uh, as the plot would allow. What does everybody else think on that? It's even interesting that Ryooki is not there, uh, but I think if if Kione were to show up, she would probably be put in kind of the same position as Mihoshi was. Like, uh, let's say that Kione had been there from the very beginning. I think when we had seen the episode where uh, the science club is uh, digging in uh, under the school, I think right down there in the pits with Mihoshi would have been Kione, but she probably would have been like, oh, come on, Mihoshi, we're not going to get paid if you don't work. Or, you know, stuff like that. Like, very very universe-esque way of uh, handling things. And it's very interesting, too, because some people would say, but the characters are based in the OVA. There's there's no precedent for her to be there. Well, but there is. You know, we had the Mahoshi special, which is in OVA. And it, whether, whether you'd like to admit it or not, it is, in fact, a part of that. Whether directly connected or not is, you know, remains to be seen. It's kind of in the same vein as a certain other series. But, you know, th she could be there. She absolutely could be there. Really, any character could be there. You know, this this show has definitely shown a, uh, had a penchant for kind of throwing things out there and, you know, really hearkening back to things that we have seen in previous series. It's not keeping, it's not tying itself down to too much. And I think that's, you know, that's very important. But with Kione, uh, I could also see her being, you know, working with Washu, like Washu needs this this would be a hilarious callback to universe as well as if Washu was like oh man I need some coffee and then she has Keone bring her in coffee and that would you know be kind of like the difference between uh, 
you know, her getting coffee for uh, Mitsuki and Universe, and I think that would be kind of funny, and of course, Keanu would be like, you know, I'm a galaxy police officer, why am I dealing with this shit? But I think it, I think it would be fun, but I definitely think it could work. Whether or not she's going to show up remains to be seen. We have five weeks left, but I think it would be cool. We really don't see that much of Mahoshi in this series as much. I think she only appears more in the feudal era within her uh, dynamic uh, conflict with Ryoko more than in the modern time. And um, like we, I think we brief, briefly seen her in the the that part of the show. I look at it, Kione and Mahoshi have to be pairing together. That's my case of it because how I see it from her appearance in universe to even in the in love movies, you can't have Kione without Mahoshi. You can't have Mahoshi without Kione. You know they're definitely the comedy com- comedic pair that I've always known them to be. They've always has been apparent with me. I can't think of them individually on their own in this case about it. When Kione brings out the best in Mahoshi, despite the fact that Mahoshi brings out the worst in Kione in her luck of it. So I have always seen those two as a pairing within their factor. How they would do it, it's hard to say. Like we've all mentioned here on this cast, we're still in the mist in the in the middle of the series so we still have half the entire series to go um for all we know she might be in surveillance while mahoshi is down there on earth and like Dagon mentioned too we still haven't seen even the uh, appearance of ryooki which is very strange um you know but the fact that uh, azaka kamadake the guardians appearance briefly was still a good thing um is still an opportunity in that case with both of them even if it's one episode, we get to see them together briefly. I have a theory on what's going on with Kione and Mahoshi. The fact that in the school life dimension, we only see Mahoshi very briefly, but the places we've seen Mahoshi. We've only seen her in the school life dimension in the mining operation when the science club was looking for something beneath the school. And the, also the fact that we saw the symbol of Washu's uh, new crab symbol along the walls of the caverns indicates that Washu is spying on their activities or is having Mahoshi and possibly even Kione in on this action to try to either have the science club look for what they are looking for for them or trying to look for whatever it is they're looking for on their own. And who knows, maybe uh, Mahoshi has Ryooki with her as well as kind of like a little companion pet, or maybe she's back at the home. But I do get the feeling uh, that Washu trusts Kione to help her out with any projects that she has. But she has a presence. We've seen Washu walking around and even bumping Momo into Tenchi. I have no idea what that means, though. Does she have plans in different plans in different dimensions? Or is it all just one plan? And this all hinges on if Kione exists in this world or not on Washu and what her plans are and what this malevolent or evil force uh, that stalking Benny and Momo is all about as well. But as for how Keone would interact with the other girls, I believe Keone would act the way that she's always had in kind of being the person to take on 
the responsibility of reacting to all the silliness going like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? Why are you bounding and gagging Tenchi like that? Are you insane? Why is there a giant mecha out there on the field plowing down all the other girls? Why isn't anybody doing anything about that? Kind of like that, that voice of reason or that the manifestation of the audience yelling at the screen going, what is this madness? I don't even... All right, so that will end our iTenshi Talkback session for this week's discussion. We hold this every single week. Once again, if you want to have your comment read on and discussed on the podcast, all you have to do is just leave a comment on the YouTube video, on the Facebook, or on Twitter, if that is your chosen poison, with the hashtag iTenshi Talkback, which will be included in the video description below, so that you we know your voice wants to be heard and potentially discussed. And uh, we thank you again to Spencer Reader for the excellent question, which has been on plenty of fans' minds, mine especially, my girl, gotta, gotta know where she's at. Thank you again, and uh, I will now pass the wand back over to Dagon123, who can now take us out, take us home. If you like, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, any social media you can think of. We're probably on it. And if you'd like to talk Tenchi, head on over to TenchiForum.com, where, much like the carnival, the discussion never ends. And until next week, stay gold.